Hello, dear listener. You have now entered the world of the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Hello, and welcome to Soarin' with the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First, we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soarin' flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rambe. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Aloha, everyone! You are listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Buffs talking about Disney stuff. www.magicourway.com. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And with us today, we have our travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, Mr. Lee Lastovica. Aloha, Lee. And aloha to you, and a very happy can of spam as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have our comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. Aloha, Eli. And a Becca Lecca High, Becca Heidi Ho to you, too. <laughs> ah, I want to lay him, yes. Shaka, cousin. <laughs> yeah. Shaka, that's right. Cause. Yeah. And we have two very special guests here on our show today. Man, you've heard them before. We have Andy and Amy. Aloha, guys. Welcome back to the show. Aloha. And a Maui Wowie to everyone. <laughs> Maui Wowie. Maui Jims to you. <laughs> it is. So, guys... I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and shorts because once again in New Orleans, it has warmed up, which uh. is appropriate because the thing we're about to talk about, Moana, takes place in Oceania or Polynesia. Some of those areas are close to the equator, which is kind of hot, nice weather time. So I'm dressed appropriately for what we're about to talk about. So what's Oceania? Oceania is that whole little area of Polynesia, you know, the Southern Hemisphere. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All those little areas. <laughs> That's why I didn't say nothing. You saw me with MapQuest, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like a section of SeaWorld or something. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In fact, I, I was going to bring this up later, but uh, we're talking about Moana listeners, and I'm, I'm going to do the official intro in a second. But in Italy, they had to change the name of Moana to Oceania. Oh. Because apparently there was a porn star that died named oh. Moana. <laughs> Get out of here. No, man. Apparently that was the thing. So in Italy, Moana is actually Oceania. Is there some kind of significance to how the porn star Moana died that they had? To uh, I don't know. I think Maui was too rough, but you know, <laughs> she choked on the, she, <laughs> she choked, choked on, on the, the, choked on his coconuts. Yeah, something like that. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, guys, you know that what we're talking so about. <laughs> so, enough of my jibber jabber. Let's go make some magic.
So ladies and gentlemen, here we are on The Hub, and of course today we are talking about a movie that came out over the Thanksgiving weekend, Moana, which takes place in Polynesia, or Oceania, however you want to think about it. And um, just a preface, man, this is going to be spoiler-filled. If you have not seen a movie, you consider yourself warned. We're going to talk about anything and everything with this particular flick that has come up. So again, I'm giving you another chance. We're about to get spoiler-filled, man, talking about the movie Moana. So if you haven't seen it, please hit pause now and come back to us later. And there you go. So there was your chance, ladies and gentlemen. So, Moana, here we are. The movie came out. So how about we start out with some opening statements regarding the movie? I would like to say I want that, that song as my um, alarm. You want I that as your alarm? Morning. Yeah, I, I would wake up happy, I think, every day. Up until the point you had to go to work, you're like, yeah. oh damn. You open up your eyes, you think you're in an island paradise, yeah. and you're like, oh shoot, I'm in the night ward. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then you know, there's no ocean out there. Sudden uh, disappointment. Yeah, I get outside like, well, damn, it's a concrete jungle. <laughs> Correction, Eli, there was an ocean out there. There was a lot of ocean. Yeah, it wasn't blue. I can tell you that. <laughs> all right, so let's do this. I'm gonna give you all a minute. How about a minute? What? A minute to to give your opening statements regarding Moana the movie. We'll go around the room. Is that fair? Uh, okay. That All works? Right. All right. All right. We'll, we'll start right. with the farthest person, which would be Lee. So, Lee, <laughs> I will say your time starts now. Uh, I thought, overall, great movie. Um, I'd like for this to be as big of a uh, box office smash as Frozen, but I don't see it happening. It's going to be definitely something, one of those movies you're going to want to see time and time again. I'm definitely going to get it when it comes out on video, et cetera, et cetera. But, Overall, really liked it. Uh, definitely go see it. It's worth every penny. All right, good. That was 30 seconds. Very good. Mm-hmm. I, I like to finish early. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, nice. And yeah. your wife said it, too. Nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and here we will give the floor to Amy. So, Amy, your time starts now. Well, as the sole female of this group, I really enjoyed this as a Disney princess movie. I especially enjoyed that there was no romantic love interest in this movie between any of the characters. So that was very refreshing. I agree that this is not going to be as big as Frozen. And I was actually hoping to see more of that musical vibe, you know, because it wasn't it was framed like a normal Disney movie. It really was. But we really enjoyed the music. It was cute. Um, I think some of the characters could have been fleshed out more, but overall, I was very pleased. We saw it in 3D. I wouldn't necessarily spend the extra money to do that, but like I said, a great movie, and I really enjoyed the grandmother-granddaughter relationship in that movie. Awesome. All can, right. Can I comment on that real quick? Sure. Uh, when you say that you're the only woman in this here room, only on the outside. <laughs> more information than I think anyone needed to know. I have a secret to tell you, Amy. <laughs> Unless it has to do with the laundry, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I think this is one you want to hear. <laughs> Did you put the whites on hot again? No, no. Would you yeah. f- me? <laughs> I f- me. PG yes. podcast, people. <laughs> PG podcast. They, they used to us. Just they bleep it out. Just bleep point. it out. And of course, we're going to go to the other half of that power couple, Mr. Andy. Andy, your time starts now, sir. Yeah, you know, it's a movie that the first thing I think of when I see it is it's a beautiful movie. In terms of animation, it's probably one of the more gorgeous movies that I've seen come out of Disney Animated Studios. But, you know, to kind of go off Lee's point, I don't think this is a movie that's going to stand the test of time too much. I don't think 
that the music's gonna stand up to the test of time. I think this is this is a movie that's maybe gonna go the way of Ratatouille, kind of forgotten in ten years. Interesting, interesting. All right, and let's go to Eli, comic genius extraordinaire. Yeah, I I would pretty much say if this movie was a soda, it'd be it'd be Coke. You know, it'd, <laughs> it'd be, be Coke. Coke. <laughs> it'd be Coke on the on the rating scale, right? Yeah, it was sweet. Are you talking Coke Classic, or are you talking about the Coke the, Zero? The uh, oh, like like just Coke, oh, Coke Zero, the sugar Coke, like or? old school Coke. Coke bottle Coke that the guy would deliver to you in the high fructose corn syrup Coke, but just like sugar Coke. Yeah, like I what I I enjoyed about it was it didn't feel like a Disney movie. It felt like I was watching a cool action movie. Well, more like towards the middle and on. All right. Um, I like that because I'm not a big fan of musicals too much. You know, like okay. when the people just start singing, like you know, the, the sun is out, let me burst in song. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not that guy. But I did. It was a good take on on the uh, on the movie. I enjoyed uh, the characters for the most part. I'm sure we'll get into that later. I I personally am a fan of of Hey Hey. If Hey Hey has a shirt, <laughs> yeah. I will buy it. I will buy it. I, that that chick could crack me up. I wasn't gonna like the chick when I saw the commercial, but you changed my life. Yeah, you were laughing every time that chicken was doing something. <laughs> I was sitting right next to you, and you were you were you were just absolutely loving life when that chicken was doing stuff. Hey hey, look hey 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 hey, hey, hey was killing me. Hey, hey. I'm telling you, I'd argue hey, he hey. was probably the the most funny character in that movie. He, he yeah, was. Yeah. You know, can I tell you? Right prior to going to that movie, Eli's like, "Why are we going to go see this? All I see in the trailer is a dumb chicken." It's that's true. And and that is right. You're absolutely right about that. I, I remember him saying. I won't that. lie. Hey hey, stole his heart. He, he did. did. He, he did. did. So what do you think, Danny? What do I think about that movie? Opening statements. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you smell what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> I loved The Rock in this movie. To me, it was The Rock's movie. I felt the movie started slow up until the point where The Rock, don't call him Dwayne Johnson, where The Rock showed <laughs> up. Did you think that The Rock did a good job in this movie? I do. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you think. We'll be on Jabroni Boulevard. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I like the movie. I, I'm with Andy. I don't think it's going to turn out to be a classic. I think it was one of the more visually stunning ones. Uh, I think, I, you know, it's hard for me to say with music. I walked out of Frozen being like, eh, I had some catchy tunes, but that was about it. And I kind of said the same thing about Moana. I didn't think I heard anything special, but then I found myself humming your welcome all the way home. Yeah, that stuck in your brain. It really did. Uh, but I liked it. I had my issues with it. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I don't think it's uh, one of the best Disney movies I've ever seen. But uh, kind of to Eli's point, I don't think they overwhelmed you with music. I thought the realm of monsters was incredibly cool. Uh, so they did a lot of right things. Once they hit the ocean, though, once her and Maui were on that journey, I was hooked. Awesome. And I guess it goes to last is me. And uh, I'm going to say I, I actually enjoyed this one. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the, the stance that this might actually do pretty well, surprisingly, because I remember I said Frozen wasn't going to do well. And we have that on record on our, one of our shows. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, we won't talk about that because uh, actually we can because, you know, I, I basically misjudged that one. So I'll go ahead and say this one might actually do pretty well. I, I enjoy the music. You know, the, it's uh, a gl- couple of the songs remind me of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And if you don't know that name, you know, you're familiar with Hamilton. He wrote the music for that. And he also did another show called In the Heights, which is very, very good. Um, this was probably the first soundtrack that I listened to that I actually dug from the score to the tunes that were in it. And so 
uh, you know, I might actually consider purchasing this one, which is the first time in a long time that I've considered, you know, purchasing a soundtrack for one of the Disney movies. So uh, I enjoyed this one. I don't know why. Maybe I felt some connection with it, <laughs> you know, uh, being Filipino and all. We're still Islanders. You know, granted, we're not part of Polynesia. We're considered Asians. But, uh, you know, we're all brown and we like palm trees and coconuts. And stuff. It is. So I, I felt a little something for me. I felt a little happiness. In my heart. It's like, yeah, go island folk. Venture on. Voyage on. Get on those freaking outriggers and uh, find another island. <laughs> yeah. Is there a wayfinder deep down inside of Kevin Stoke? It probably is, man. There Let's is. get this man on the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got a compass that's always pointing north. I don't know Sail, what to do. Kevin. <laughs> Sail! Let's get this man to the Yucatan. <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. I really hear you <laughs> with the personal connection because I think that's the strength of this movie. Yeah. There's so many levels of personal connection that you can form. Like, I know Danny's saying that one of the, that the slow part was the beginning for him. Yes. For me, that was actually a very emotional part because I got to see Moana's relationship with her grandmother. And it reminded me so much of my relationship with my grandmother. I mean, the grandmother was dying and Andy looked over and I'm a 30 year old woman crying in a Disney movie theater. Damn straight, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah like nothing I mean, wrong with that. And not pretty crying either. You know, it's like, <laughs> you can see her behind the, the, the three goggles. She's just, you know, face is contorted. <laughs> cheeks are wet. You know, just it, no, everything's going like Tammy you know? Faye Baker. Crying. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. It and wasn't she, pretty. She lifts up the goggles. And she says, is my mascara running? <laughs> um, I'm like, no, no, baby. It's okay. <laughs> he lied awesome. to me. He lied. He loves you. Yes, he does. But no, that, that was such an emotional connection. That's what, that's that, what sleeves are for. It was, it was that line, you know, when she's just like, I don't want to leave you, you know? And then I think, oh, yeah. you know, she says, there's nowhere that you can go that I won't be with you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm done. Yeah. Was, I am done. That was a touching. I dug uh, that character, man. Yeah. I, I saw her as like the Obi-Wan of that movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mentioned that. It's like, you know, in order for her to be able to go wherever Moana is going, she has to, you know, she has to pass away. And then, you know, she becomes that tattoo on her back. And yeah. You know, she's <laughs> and everywhere she, gets she needs to be. she gets her over the reef. She gets yeah, her over yeah, the yeah. reef, you know? And I was just like, oh my God, I'm dying here. But it was, you know, it was kind of embarrassing. I think there were kids in the movie theater who were kind of looking at me like, what's wrong with her? Well, you like, don't understand. All three of them. We didn't have like a yeah, very we, populated we theater. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, ours is pretty light too, man. We were yeah. in standard definition. They were in the 3D and ours is pretty light too. Nobody knows that it does. It starts the night evening before. But I mean, there are so many different levels of connection because... You can be connection with that Polynesian influence. You can also be connected with uh, relationships. Yeah, relationships yeah. and Maui's relationship with this girl, as well as his relationship with his parents. I mean, there's just so many different levels that this can touch somebody on. You know, it hit me where it's like, you know, I don't want to lose my daughter. <laughs> you know, it's like this. So I wouldn't <laughs> want her to go past the reef too. But you know, at the same time, it's like I can't hold on to her forever. I don't want to go on a limb here, but I don't want to lose my kid. Yeah, right, 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 you know, especially no dumb boy, you know, I got my arsenal, so. (laughs) Great strength of this movie is how they explored these different relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, and Moana's sense of duty to her people, you know, her relationship with the ocean that she feels, uh, her relationship with Maui, where she knows he's a demigod and she's still going to stand up to him because she thinks it's the right thing to do, you know, his relationship with humans, just so many wonderful relationships. I thought it was interesting that in this movie, you know, you compare it to something like Frozen. I compare and, it to Brave, not Frozen. Well, I, I, I was going to get to that, but okay. the, <laughs> please don't compare it to Brave. Well, no, it, I think that you have to almost. I don't think you can compare this movie to Bra- to uh, to Frozen because I just think it's unfair. 
Mm-hmm. I think comparing it to Brave provides a much better counterpoint. Merida and Moana. Well, I really think that's a great. Does they both start with M? No, no. But just because I think they're they're strong, independent women. Not necessarily. Long hair. Not necessarily. Not Early necessarily. hair. I think it's that relationship between a child and their parents, mm. as well as the relationship between a future ruler and their people. Mm-hmm. And mm. you really get to see the differences in how they are approaching that journey that they take and why that they, or they're taking that journey. I see. Okay. With the ruler thing, I did not get that Moana was a ruler. I think they kind of like cheated. She's like the chief. She's the future no, they chieftain. They cheated. They yeah. cheated because it was almost like they were like, hey, look, you know, you're going to be princess. It was almost like this is like, hey, you got to make her a princess. Just put that in first. She, but if they'd have made her the princess at the end of the movie, I think that would have had more uh, impact. Well, I kind of think they did with her, like, you know, sailing on the ship. She's wearing the same necklace as her ancestors. No, you she know? already had the head garbage. Stuff, she remember? had, well, yeah, but then she had that new stuff, you know. So I, I think they kind of did. It's interesting because she was a princess who wasn't a princess. That, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point. That's, thank you. Yeah, to, to make because there's even a point there where she's where Maui calls her a princess and she says, "I'm not a princess," and he says. You're wearing a dress and you have an animal sidekick. You're a princess. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. so which she criteria. has no answer. Exactly. So, yeah, they they, they kind of want to have the cake and eat it, too. She's a princess who isn't a princess. Yeah. Right. Go on, Andy. I'm sorry. I hijacked your point. Oh, we could, this could be a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a throwback to the old days. No. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. It kind of broke from the old plot conventions. Think about, like, the last mm. few Disney movies that have come out. Um, Big Hero 6, Frozen. There's some cataclysm mm-hmm. that starts the journey. In this one, there really isn't. Like, I mean, some coconuts are rotten. There's less fish in the water. So it kind of go- boosts into Amy's point a little bit that she's going out there strictly to, not to save her people from anything, but to prevent something bad from happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an interesting you know, twist on everything in terms of the sense of duty that she has. It, and, and going with the brave thing, it's interesting that she's motivated strictly by this sense of duty as opposed to like, oh, well, I'm going to get my mom back. Oh, crap. I turned my mom into a bear. <laughs> I got to <laughs> Oh, fix I don't want to get married. It's all about me. Me, wait, me. Wait, you mean my mom's going to be a bear forever if I don't <laughs> fix this in two days? Oh, no, 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 no. I got to go back. You know, it's, it's interesting that she's kind of a, a selfless person. It's kind of a nice example set there you know <laughs> she's sort of admirable in that way she is but she isn't i mean okay you're right the uh she doesn't want the island to turn into dust i give you that but at the same time she's like you know i just want to go out into the water it was almost like they had to say everything's gonna die so she could go out into the water because the dad's like you know hey look you don't want to do that and of course like most kids are like yeah i'm gonna do it and then they die like somebody help me i didn't mean to almost drown but she wanted to go out there anyway can I piggyback off of what Eli said and what Amy said earlier? Uh, this whole idea of why she went off to sea. There was a point in that movie where Eli turned to me and said, man, why they had to kill off her grandma? And I said, because there was no other way to get her to go out to sea. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And that was really, it was almost like the grandma just existed. Her death, she wasn't even sickly. She was this old woman who was full of life, dancing in the, 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 waves, the, beach, the doing waves. the Tai Chi thing. Exactly. And, and it was like they killed her because dying grandma saying go was the only way to make her look not like a disobedient child. Just, right. You know, who had to defy mommy and daddy and strike on her on her own. See, I just don't feel like she was defying, though, because, I mean, she's seeing the conflict. There's no fish anywhere. 
Yeah. And my dad will not do the one thing that makes sense, which is, okay, if there's no fish here, you go forth farther out. She's seeing that the coconuts are bad. Her grandmother's telling her this big story. She already has that call coming from within herself to go. She needed the push. And yeah, the grandma dying was the push. Yeah. But I think it was it was circumstances. And I think she's motivated by a sense of duty because if those things hadn't happened, if the island hadn't been potentially dying, if the fish were in the bay, then she would not have gone. Right. No, we agree. Even if grandma had died. Yeah, we, no, we, we completely agree. I think Grandma dying was Disney playing it safe. Yeah. They killed Grandma to make it seem like kids, even if you think you're right, it's not cool to disobey your parents. Unless your grandma's telling you. But when Grandma dies, <laughs> you got to do something. When yeah. Grandma's death wish is for you to go out and explore, you kind of got to follow that. Even so, the mom was like, here's the agree. coconuts. Yeah. We totally agree. Yeah, that's cool. But that, you know, her motivation was always to go out into the water. I mean, that that was just a, that's just my point on, on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and you've got Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, you yeah. know, and I was very impressed with his performance. I was actually very um, into his character mm-hmm. and I want to know more. About I, Maui? I feel like yeah. there's a little bit of character development that could have happened that didn't. I agree with you. I think there's a sequel waiting here. Yeah. I, I do. I think that's the no, biggest detriment of the movie, honestly, is you don't get enough about him. Is he this yeah. Promethean guy who gives gifts to human beings, or is he just this trickster who steals stuff just for the sake of stealing stuff? And what is yeah. he now? Yeah. Or well, what was he like Lee What's was he saying? doing now? Is he just turning to birds and <laughs> meeting the Polynesians and being like, hey, look, I'm a bird. You know? <laughs> He's pulling up islands. No, but like Lee was saying, what about like a prequel? Because I'm very interested the story in story of Maui, yeah. Yeah, I'm very interested. I can see that happening, yeah, absolutely. Extremely. I mean, he wasn't just a big name for the movie. I think he added a lot. Wow, yeah. I mean, this is a this movie's not worth seeing if The Rock's not in it. Or if if, if that character's not in it. Luckily, well, I don't know. The yeah. Rock was a great yeah. casting of, the, of that character. So not necessarily The Rock, but definitely, you know, You needed Maui, that, yeah. Because that's, that movie really didn't get going until you meet him. And he sang his song, right? Yeah, yeah he, he sang, sang his, his song, own song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which, if you ever watch The Rock uh, perform in concert at uh, WWE he does now, sing, yeah. events, he does sing. Uh, generally, it's the same tune all the time, but I mean, he does <laughs> sing. Uh, he stretched his vocal performance uh, in this one. And uh, to me, again, it, it turned out to be one of the most memorable songs. songs. Yeah. Um, but The Rock is probably, to me, the most entertaining wrestler personality that has ever happened in the history of wrestling all, all he had to do was do a passable performance and i would have loved it and uh not only did he do a passable performance he carried it because there were several emotional moments with maui and that was uh that's part of the character is that look he's this ego driven you know macho guy who is all about how great he is but without that subtle, you, you got to be able to play it both ways. That I, he thinks he's all that, but underneath it all is this kid who was abandoned by his mom and dad. And it's extremely insecure and is constantly yes. trying to make up for that. Exactly. And that was why he stole the heart, because he wanted to be loved by the people. He's the people's champ. The people's he's the people's champ. champ. <laughs> and that's go. why I'm so wondering where this story arc leaves him. Has mm-hmm. he, if, he's, if he has truly accepted himself... I think... What, where does he go? He looks for his parents. Well, well that, they're probably dead. I mean, it's been yeah. thousands of years. We don't I mean. know that. 
You don't yeah. you don't know that. I think know? now now he is revered again. He's kind of like, you know, to go back to another classic Disney uh, movie. Well, not classic. It wasn't as well received, but Hercules. It He's, reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. yeah the even, whole yeah. realm of that's monster. A, oh, yeah. That's what a demigod is. And the, the yeah. tattoos. Were like the, the vases. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that was, to me, that was a throwback to, uh, to Hercules when I saw all his tattoos and the animation there. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is like you mentioned that about Maui, and it's it's like in the movie he's of of human parents. I think is that what he said. Yes. Uh, yeah. But like in in actual Polynesian lore, you know, I'm just I kind of did some research on this. He was a uh, he was a of course demigod, and his his father was held the heavens, and his mother held the path to the netherworld. So there, he was like a product of gods, so to speak. Okay. So which is kind of like the Hercules thing, but in the mm-hmm. movie they they say he's of of human parents. That was granted powers by the gods, so there's a, there's a little difference in there as far as uh, between Polynesian lore and uh, what Disney did. Even though Disney did a lot of research, that's yeah. one of the things that I, I was reading up on is that Disney did a lot of research to get this kind of closely to correct culturally, and they even had this thing called the Oceanic Trust, which was a, a, a bunch of uh, representatives from different islands, anthropologists and whatnot, to try to get the facts straight. Because you know they did Lilo and Stitch. And you know how that looks, you know, as far as accuracy and culture and stuff. So they wanted to get something that was closer to uh, what, uh, you know, Polynesian culture would dictate as acceptable. Mm-hmm. You right. Know? So yeah. they even had the, there was, I was reading a story, they even had a whole issue with Maui's head. You know, at first he was like bald, which to them they said was uh, totally incorrect. You know, they ne- he needed to have a full head of hair. So they kept on growing the hair mm-hmm. more and more and it were, got to like Troy Palomalu type standards and then they were finally pleased it's like that's how <laughs> it should be and then i was reading another story where like they drew him too fat you know like okay. he was some fat polynesian it's mm-hmm. like no this is no he's 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 more strong than anything else so they did a lot of revisions with that you know based upon everything to make the, the oceanic trust uh acceptable of the characters they're trying to portray in as part of their culture kevin uh, was joe Rody involved in this at all i know he's not it does, has nothing to do with animation, but I also know he, you know, had a lot to do with Olani and. No, you know, no, he that, had nothing to good. do with that. It, it, in fact, uh, I was reading that those two guys that introduced themselves at the beginning of the movie, basically, uh, Lasseter said, "If, we, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to do your research." So they took off many years since 2010 to do research over in the Polynesian Islands mm-hmm. to try to get this thing culturally as close as possible as they could. You know, that, that's a. It's a. Again, we, we can't get beyond. Director shamelessly asking us to please. Oh like their my God. God. Yeah. This is like an endemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call it, in all <laughs> these Disney movies. You know, Finding yes. Dory. Uh, just earlier this year, I, I believe y'all said... Um, Inside that, Out. Inside Out. Inside Out, right. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> uh, Inside Out. Um, did Alice do it? Did they, they have Tim Burton shamelessly shilling his movie in front of everyone? It, no, because it wasn't Tim Burton, but some dude... Oh, he's too good for that. Yeah. <laughs> he executive produced, which means he took the money and ran. Right. Uh, but somebody else directed it, and he did appeal to you to like his movie. Yeah, it's because he knew it was garbage. I didn't see it. It was hot garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. It's just akin to like a Kickstarter video, pretty much. Right. <laughs> right. They're doing. right. And, and this is a, a movie that's got a huge hundreds of millions of dollars budget. Years have been put into it, and yet they're like, 
Please. We worked please. really hard. We worked really hard. Everybody's gonna lose their jobs. I'm we so need the money. We understand that you already bought the ticket, but buy the DVD. I did. Buy the Blu-ray. We did Mermaid and Aladdin. Please that was, like us. That and was those the funniest were good movies. Thing. The funniest thing about that was they're like, this is the kind of experience that can only happen in the movie theater. And I whispered to Amy, I said, so don't buy the Blu-ray. It, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we're gonna probably buy the Blu-ray. I'm gonna be honest. The only experience on the big screen. I'm I took that as don't download on Cody. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, they, I actually thought it would have been better if the chicken had appealed to us to like the movie, which huh? I think was Eli's favorite character, right? It totally. Was. Hey, hey. So what do you feel like Hey, Hey added? Hey, 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 it gave me some hope because I was like, as a creator, maybe I got a chance when I'm 65. <laughs> there you go. There okay. you go. Just saying. Um, hey, hey was, was great. Like I Again, like Daddy said, I didn't get the character from the commercial. But what I liked is the fact that he broke the tension a lot of times. Because figure like this. Moana and Maui, they're on a boat. There's only so many things they can say to each other. You can't throw her off the boat because she comes back through the ocean. So hey, hey was good comic relief. You know, going the wrong way, trying to drown himself. Multiple times, like you want to scream at the chicken. What the hell are you doing? You know what? What are you? What are you doing? He just looks so crazy. I'm the bug guy. You know, I'm glad you mentioned what you just mentioned because this is something that I'd like for us all to discuss real quick. What's that? The ocean. The ocean. Oh, the character the of the ocean. Use of the ocean as a character. It was the Deus Ex Machina. Thank you <laughs> for everything. Freaking yeah. thank you. It yeah. was like if you were in a writer's meeting and you couldn't explain something. Look, just the ocean. The ocean did it. The ocean <laughs> did it. It takes the chicken and yeah. it puts it back in the boat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the chicken survives. Right, because it makes sense. So the heart almost dies. The heart falls into the ocean. How do they find it? How do the ocean just gives it back to them? Yeah, the ocean opens itself up and lets you walk right in it, like Moses. So why did they have to do anything? Exactly. Why didn't the ocean just? Hit the the lava monster with all the water, you know. To because distract. the lava monster was weak against the water. Exactly. Yeah, you would right? think that the ocean would be attacking the water. Hey, let me ask you the this. Because lazy. the ocean is a fickle mistress. And it's a, it's a lazy son of a <laughs> you know the ocean is lazy. It's like, but why to go out and do this? Go do I this. I don't want to do this. You I do was, it. I was no, actually you talk like. about lazy? The ocean picks like a six-month-old child to save the island, which means... Eh. 18 years while the island decays. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. so the, Who ocean cares? Is, the ocean's very old. It's been around forever. Yeah, it was looking for the right person. Yeah. They're like, look, we need a Disney princess. We mm-hmm. got too many white ones. <laughs> Only got, you we know, need someone of a little bit of Asian Yeah, we need flair. someone I can relate to. You know, the problem is the last <laughs> one was Mulan, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that like, didn't work out so well. There's less and less white people in this country every day. <laughs> so we're going to appeal to the clear people of the world. <laughs> yeah. The ocean. Yeah. Look, we're building a wall. We need other people to come in. And, and be on our side. Fix and, things up. That's does this right. break the record for sidekicks? Because technically, the ocean is a sidekick. Yes. So I, you get a pig, you get a chicken. The pig, the pig was like, hell no, I'm not going out there. The pig was going to go on adventure, yeah. The pig almost drowns, and the pig's like, peace, I'm done. I love bacon. Yeah, pig's like, oink, oink, some gun. I'm not doing this. You're going to do this. That was a very smart pig. Hey, hey. Oh, it was. It was like, yeah, we tried the boat thing. It didn't work for us. Here, you can have hey, hey. 
Have the chicken. Have the chicken. Have the chicken here. This chicken's go dumb. It'll go on the It'll episode. go on the boat, right? The pig was like, I don't care. I'm done either way. If I go in the water, I drown. If I stay on land, everybody wants I'm to bacon. cook me. I'm done. I don't want to be on this movie no more. That was a pretty scrawny pig, though, man. I don't know how much bacon you're getting off that pig. No. It's young. I bet you it's sweet. That's the only yeah, meat they yeah. were getting. Succulent pig <laughs> meat. My only meat. You see Moana. She, oh, this is good pork. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, Pua. I didn't mean to. Pua, I just I ate just, your cousin. I'm sorry. As the, I mean, is the pig really smart? Because, I mean, as the resources on the island are drying up, it's starting to look mighty tasty. So, <laughs> the, uh, is yeah. the pig actually smart? I think yeah, he's smart because he can yeah, run on land. He can't <laughs> swim. That's the point. Yeah. They put him on know. the boat. Nothing. He fell off. He, he can't swim. I guess he didn't know the ocean was going to save him. But one thing that bothered me. <laughs> the ocean wasn't helping out too much at that yeah, point. It yeah, it wasn't. I don't the ocean's know. like, grandma's got to die first. Why is the ocean a blob? <laughs> Why would you just present it as this like flubber looking character for a little while there? Didn't it look like flubber? Yeah. It kind of did. It, it did, was, yeah. And I was like, shouldn't shouldn't it be, you know, like a silhouette of a woman or something like more attractive? A spectral than Robin Williams in the sky. Like, oh, I'm gonna science. give you one. Y'all weren't attracted to that? I'm gonna give you a movie that did it better. And it's called The Abyss. Splash. Oh, oh wow. If you yeah. ever watched The Abyss? Yeah, James, James Cameron. Cameron, that would have been the better way to present. The grandma, when the grandmother ghosts, kind of like Kevin says, does the Obi-Wan thing and steps on the boat and starts talking to her, it would have been better to present her as part of the ocean, where the ocean forms the face of the grandma and she's talking. So uh, I'm with that. I kind of feel like... Um, like Kind of like, like the a- Lion King in the clouds? Yeah, maybe so. But I mean, the the fact that the the grandma, the ocean, it's become one kind It'd of be a thing. lot more like Grandma Willow. Than, yeah, right, right. Like the grandma gram- Willow. The grandma's not really an Obi Wan because she can hug it. Like if they if the grandma would have been made of water, that, like that, that, that would have made more sense. Like she tried to hug it and then it turned to water. He's like, oh, grandma, but and, and, she hugged the ghost. Nobody and, noticed that, right? I did. And, and Obi Wan just yeah. like walked into death. She just kind of had secret cancer. And passed away. The woman that was never sick up until the point where <laughs> right. it was convenient for her to become <laughs> sick. <laughs> That's it. I'm completely healthy. I'm 10 seconds away from death. <laughs> I'm done. Does anybody feel like there's a better movie somewhere in here? Because yes, th- there were parts of it where I- I'm going to be totally honest and you know people might differ from me a little bit on this. They go down to the realm of monsters, mm-hmm. really cool looking, neat yes. visual effects. Mm-hmm. But the minute the crab starts singing... I spaced out. I can't tell you anything that happened during that entire sequence. We, I, I lost interest completely. I, I got it circled right here, Andy. I want to talk about that <laughs> damn crab. Because I've heard a lot of people talking about how awesome that crab was. Somebody tell me why the crab was awesome. It, it, it had platinum teeth. You see, the reason why people probably like him, he's a flight of the Concords guy. So people are like, oh, well, he, he's a he's a singer and he's funny. You know, okay. that's probably it. I, I don't know. I give you that. That whole song, I could not decide if I liked it or if I didn't. It was different song. than the rest of the movie. It, was a, it had that. a definite David Bowie vibe, and it reminded yeah. me that David Bowie was dead. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was like Mick Jagger singing for a second. I thought it was Tim Curry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that that would have been good. Well, he had <laughs> like a stroke, his Doctor Frankenfurter so. type character. He's Mr. Body. 
<laughs> oh god great reference <laughs> great reference i did like when it turned everything turned like fluorescent i like that so you like the crab no i'm just saying the part where everything turned fluorescent that's the only part about oh that. and all the, the yeah. turned yeah, into yeah. disco crab that's the last yeah. thing like, i remember he was from like that rave song, crab yeah. yeah rave crab was good but other than that he just had like a big old <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean shiny was a low point shiny was a low point in in the movie for me thank you yeah. a lot of people talk about that like it was something great and and they talk about this guy like he's a comedic genius and he maybe he is but i you know i, I actually dig it. the song i don't know about the sequence but i actually dig the song now can i tell you i hung around for that end scene and when it was him it was Aww. like yeah yeah it wasn't yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah. then he said oh yeah yeah you'd like me if i was sebastian you'd like me if i said no we wouldn't you're still yeah. an asshole yeah you still <laughs> suck i'm just still confused about so does he like hoarding treasure or does he only like hoarding treasure because things are attracted to him then and he gets to eat more food? I think he liked the bling. That's what I, that's that's what what I, I got, got out of it. I got yeah. that. And then part of his song was like something about liking treasure because people are attracted to him. Because he's then, shiny. So basically he's <sighs> like a version of Smog from The Hobbit. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm st- I would have I apologize to hear for the bleep, but the entire <laughs> I'd have to hear the entire song again to decide if I like it or not. I've heard it three times because I asked Kevin specifically to play that song mm-hmm. while we went to dinner because I'm like, I don't know why, but I think I hated the crab. <laughs> and I want to understand why. And I heard that song. Two yeah, but who likes times. getting the crabs? You know, I mean, no one likes getting the crabs. <laughs> there you go. Get rid of the, the, the crabs, the shiny crabs. <laughs> yeah. The, shiny the crabs, crabs with the hooks. Yeah, when they're fluorescent, that's really shark head men. Yeah, you yeah. got to see a doctor for that one. I, I would agree that when they said uh, Maui's hook is, is with this monster, I really had a picture of just this incredible beast that they had to fight to get in. I, I was let down when it was like, oh, yeah, here's the it's hook. A crab. Yeah, it's a crab. I yeah, wasn't let if you're down going, by the... Huh? If you're going to the realm of monsters, I want a badass monster Thank to you. be like the king of the monsters. I want him sitting on a throne of treasure, you know, that's been hoarded. And he can have a song, yeah. but... It needs to be another song. Wait, wait. I, I, I don't know yet. I, I have to. I would have to listen to it. I, a few I more like times. that song. Do y'all remember? In and of itself, I like the song by itself. Do y'all remember? Right before she ran into the crab, she got spat out that other weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then yeah, there yeah, was yeah. this freaky ass mask thing that oh, came yeah, out. Yeah. And it was like moving all funky. Yeah, that like a worm. The, that yeah. freaked the crap out of me. That was like the first time I saw I the, the ring, yeah, and the chick crazy. came out the TV. I was like, "What is that thing doing?" I kind of wish there was ten minutes more of them wandering around there. I do too. What did y'all think about the coconut pirates? I loved them. I loved the coconut oh, yeah. pirates. I thought that was so a pretty good. crazy sequence. That was, was a pretty the crazy. Kokomora. That was just fun. You know. It, you, I, you say that. See, I was hoping that one of the coconuts got knocked off so you could really see what these things look, look like. Yeah, right. I'm with you. Yeah. It, it, you. You say that, and it, it just brings me to this other thought that Amy and I had when we were walking out of the theater. And doesn't this movie just in general kind of feel like it was released at the wrong time? This movie feels like a summer movie. Like Not I want to go like, swimming. You know, the dead of winter in most places except for Louisiana. Like unless unless the point of that is to get you to want to go to Hawaii and maybe stay at Disney's Olani for a very wonderful <laughs> vacation. Can you book that, Lee? <laughs> uh, yes, Lee you should say Magic yes. If you can book a trip, you say yes. 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 Lee sir. at magicrway.com. That's right. So what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I, again, can I tell you one more time? I love The Rock. You know, the, the thing that kills me about it, though, bringing up The Rock, mm. is that he's great. And I think the individual character of Moana's good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know them together. I, I don't know. There, there's been so many other, like, buddy things that Disney's done where they have the, these sort of two main characters that kind of play off each other. You know, you have Tangled, you have Frozen, you have... Uh, even Big Hero Six with Baymax Utopia. and Hero Zootopia, you know, I feel like those same size difference. <laughs> right. I, I want to agree. I want to agree with you on that. The, the chemistry between those two wasn't the best. Can I can I ask a question? It was a little quick? awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I've been wanting to discuss about the movie. Not just the movie, but about Disney animation in general. But mainly focusing on this movie, I want to piggyback off of what Andy just said about the chemistry between Maui and Moana. My question is: is the Disney movies are that we are watching now, have they become sexist? And I'm not mm. talking about I'm not talking about sexist. Like we know when Disney started out, females were portrayed as looking for a, a, a man that, that would just solve all I mean, their Snow problems. Snow White song, you know, I'm waiting for the man I love yes. to find me and I'm waiting and yes. I'm helpless. I think the pendulum has swung the other way. So if you look at Moana, the men in this movie, the the father is the one guy preventing her from going off and doing what she wants to do. So you think they're antagonistic? Yes. The grandmother is the one. And there's no villains in this movie, by the way. But so. Not really, no. The villains, yeah, the villains are really the men. You want to count the coconut monster? Well, I mean, can I you tell what gender. sex and, the and, coconut and monster was? If you count Taka, technically that's that's a woman. She's a that's woman, a woman. Right. but she's a she's a villain because a man took her heart. I think we need some Destiny's Child playing over <laughs> this or something. I'm a survivor. <laughs> so what I what I submit to you is that the dad is portrayed as a villain, not directly, but kind of indirectly because he just flat out dismisses. No, there's no reason for you to go beyond the reef. Mm. You're just not doing it. And not only is the grandmother saying go, but they even include a scene where the mother helps pack her so she can go. So the grandma's good. The mother's good. The dad is portrayed as the one bad guy who won't let her do what she is it's calling her to go do in Maui. But wasn't the backstory for that about the father portrayed as far as why he was like that? Yeah. 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 yeah because he killed his own best friend. Right. Yes. yes. And that's what I'm saying is that <laughs> the, wrong the, kid worst. Died. <laughs> the men in this Maui is portrayed again. He's given a sympathetic backstory as well, but none of this happens without Maui wanting adulation. So he steals the heart and who helps put Maui on the right path to being Maui again? Moana. Moana is on a journey to try to find herself. And she finds herself by herself, maybe you could argue with the help of her grandmother. Maui needs Moana to help him find him. Kind of like Flynn Rider needed Rapunzel to help him find him. Kind of like Frozen where Kristoff needed Anna to help him Get beyond him because men need a woman to help put them on the right path. I'm saying these movies have gone in the direct opposite direction. Am I right or am I wrong? And, and just to piggyback off of that, for anybody thinking about and not just here, but anybody listening, thinking about it has something to do with appealing with the number of w- uh, ratio of women to men in the world. 
saying that there might be more women. As far as the latest 2014 figures, it's 1.014 to 1. So it's pretty much dead even, so you can't make that argument. Thank you, Kevin. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Thoughts? I'm trying to think. I, I'm, I'm going through the catalog of all of them since like 2010 when they stopped doing hand-drawn animation. Okay. Well, that's the problem right there. There you go. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> even even Wreck-It Ralph, who's the duty head? Yeah, right, right. Cause, exactly. Because it's always a male and a female. It's one. Them. The, the female well, is not just Disney. That's, that's society now. Well, that's, I was going to say it's kind of like 90s sitcoms, right? Yeah, that's the guy. That's the dad on the sitcom. That's the dad on everything. I mean, that's Oh, just, stuck in the middle on the Disney show? Disney. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Have we gone too far in the opposite direction? I'd like to hear a female's view on this. Oh, thanks. That's not really <laughs> directed at anybody since here. Since you're the only woman in a room. A room. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I, since I'm a girl on the inside, Danny. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. This is, this is actually a debated point, but I do see this as a Disney princess movie. Really? I do. Okay. I do. So I would still consider this, and I'm, it's a wide Even though there's no prince. Especially because there's no prince. Okay, I'm I'm anxious. Let's I'm I'm, I'm thinking it, this is all just part of that pendulum swinging the other way. I'm not saying Disney's got a lot to make up for. I am kind of saying that Disney's got something to make up for, and maybe they are overcompensating a little bit. But I don't see Maui as a weak character at all. I'm I'd, not saying weak. I'm not saying, but I don't see him because he's part of that journey with Moana. She doesn't get there without him. And he doesn't get there without her. I see them working together. Now, she may be the catalyst. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, you know, I just, I just can't go so far to say as Disney is vilifying men. Who's the moral compass? Is it Mo- Moana. Maui? Okay. I say it is the Moana ocean. who okay. is the moral compass. <laughs> it's the ocean. It's the ocean. Entangled. It's the two. Okay, entangled. Who's the moral compass? The lamps. <laughs> <laughs> the chameleon. <laughs> You know, in that movie, it's almost both of them. It's the combination of them together because she is so naive uh-huh. and he's so jaded. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that there is necessarily a moral compass in that movie. And that movie has a very strong, uh, you know, female villain mm-hmm. that we are kind of forgetting about. The stepmother in that movie was bad business. Mother Gothel, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. The Dorian Gray character. I, I'd say there's kind of an exception maybe to, to that rule, Danny is maybe Zootopia because both characters both have very horrible sort of viewpoints about Mm -hmm. different groups of people. About each other to begin with. And, you know, because he thinks she's a dumb hick and she thinks he's a, you know, horrible person because he's a fox. fox. Yeah, he's a wily fox. fox? She's a cute dumb bunny. bunny. And so basically... But one's a police officer and one's a con artist. Who right. becomes a police officer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they don't get there without each other. They they both kind of redeem each other in that. Yeah, one. I'm asking, is this yeah. a conscious decision? I'm with you. Look, don't get me wrong. Disney does a great job of hedging its bets, but I'm saying overwhelmingly, is it just me or does it seem like they play it safe and the female is always going to be the more sympathetic, the more uh, morally virtuous one of the of the two, it's that. I mean, again, Frozen. What happens with Kristoff? I mean, Kristoff's trying to save Anna, and Anna's like Kristoff <sighs> actually directs Anna na- straight back on the straight and narrow. I mean, she's ready to go off and make some really bad decisions, really poor decisions. I mean, he's the one. He's actually, I would say, more the moral compass of Frozen. 
You see, I, I would disagree with that because I think the moral compass of Frozen is Anna trying to make Elsa. Like, I think Kristoff is almost like, you know, subsequential. It's, it's Anna trying to get the, like... I, I, I'd say, just to support Amy's point, though, is he kind of calls her on some of the stuff that she yeah. does. She does. And, he does, yes. And, right. and so the, there is a little bit of that, like, you know sort of if we want to call it this that's sort of 90s sitcom breaking Mm -hmm. in terms of you know the man is a boob and the girl's like oh you you dumbass she's just omnipotent (laughs) being right and i mean he calls her on some stuff yeah i mean and he sort of directs her he's like okay i've got a solution for this problem your hair's turning white i know people who might be able to fix it because i've seen it before and then you know when she's saying, "Oh, I met a guy today. We're gonna get married." He's like, "That's that's stupid." <laughs> yeah. But to, again, defending the point though, Elsa says the exact same thing. Anna, you can't mad- marry a man you just married. Uh, she's the, definitely the model of good decision making. There, <laughs> right? It's a, it's actually I think a good comparison of the Kristoff Anna relationship mm-hmm. and the Moana Maui relationship mm-hmm. because the roles are almost reversed. Kristoff grounds Anna enough mm-hmm. to, to help her do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, Moana grounds Maui to help him do what he needs to do so that they can restore the heart. I think you <laughs> raise an interesting point, and I think it's a good point, but I also think if you look at it for how they started out, Kristoff starts off, he's in it for the money and the carrots. He wasn't in it because of love of Anna. And Maui's in it for the fame and the, and the glory. He wasn't in it necessarily for what's right. They come to these realizations. And why do they come to these realizations? Because of the women that they met lead them to these realizations. They were selfish people living out selfish lives up until a woman came along and taught them humanity. So, Danny, if this is true, where where do you think the pendulum swung? I've got a... How far uh, back? Uh, one, but yeah. What what animated feature swung it back? All right, that direction or started the swing? Okay, okay. Let, let, all right, let, Let's okay. Count backwards. That's a great I've, I've got an answer, and I want to see if it matches what you would say. Uh, go ahead, Lee. You go first. Cause I, honestly, I've never considered it until just now. So go ahead. What? Well, what about Beauty and the Beast? I was going to say the same thing. Hmm. I think it started it. That was my question. Where did it start? But then again, you could was... say Hercules, he's the moral center, and she and Megara's kind of the sly scheming one, right? Yeah. You could say the same thing about Hunchback. Hunchback's the moral center. Yep. And, right. Okay. So is the princess and the frog? Ooh. <laughs> There's another good one. Naveen's just this philanthropist. He's, he's a lazy man, and Tiana is just this moralistic woman who just wants to start a restaurant. Who's in it for herself? Not necessarily for herself, because she's trying to carry on the tradition of her dad and her mom. She has Maui's trying to carry out. She wants to build a beignet empire. Yeah. <laughs> Maui's empire. trying to carry out the you know the will of the gods. I mean, motivations are so complicated. I mean, I, I asked the question: if your daughter was uh, was a son, uh huh, what would you have We're to tell him about complicated this movie? territory here? What would I, I what? I'm well, sorry. Because I mean, as adults, you can. swapping. I'm confused. As adults, you can. We can parse out things, and we can, you know, we understand them on a different level. Okay, we can have these conversations, and we can realize, yeah, maybe this is not the best, you know, male empowerment movie. Not that you know, you guys need to be that empowered all the time. We don't. We don't. I'm not <laughs> saying <laughs> that it's no, 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 we don't. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying it's unfair. That you need ego stroking. Okay. You're right. 
I'm not we saying. Need stroking. stroking. I need stroking. I need stroking. A stroke. Sorry. Okay. But if if you, I think the real the real harm comes when the, when there's a child, mm-hmm. when you're bringing your son to see this movie, mm-hmm. and he can't identify with anybody. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. have a problem taking a son to this movie as opposed to a daughter? I would have a hard time taking my son to see this movie because it would it would basically say you're a fractured human being that needs a woman's guidance to make you whole. Like I I love taking my daughter to this movie because it teaches her how to be strong, follow her instincts, listen. What I didn't like about the movie and I, and, and let me just say this real quick and I hate to go back because we were on a new discussion. What I didn't like about the movie is this idea that you can go to some cave, beat a drum, and your drum will tell you where you need to go in life. <laughs> you need to, it's sometimes for me. It's, a, it's a leap in faith. <laughs> right. Okay, Eli, you've got a daughter. Don't bring me into this. Yeah, no, 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 no. no we're, you've we're been here. conspicuously quiet. Yeah, I've been here. listening, though, because I've been listening. I've been waiting for my time to say something. So. <laughs> now it's, it's your time. time. It's, it's your time. <laughs> time. You've oh, been yeah. waiting for Amy to talk to you. Okay, I, I, didn't, I don't compare it to the rest of the other movies, but I do agree that it has, like, once the movie was over, this is exactly what I thought, I swear. I was like, there are two old men that came out and they told you, please buy a movie. This was almost like I an advertisement you, for erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. All right, really, you want to be serious? Waiting for the it. bathtubs. Think about it. They choked the chicken. The Alice thing. <laughs> they choked the chicken? They choked the chicken. Think about it. Hey, hey, every time they went and he went in the water, what did they do? They and grabbed it by the throat. They choked the chicken. His name is Hey, hey. They, 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 hey, hey. So, so you're going to tell Moana. your son uh, about Moana the chicken and, 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 choking. Hold up, hold on. And, and the chicken just aimlessly poking him at anything that... Think about it. They, they, they they Moana too, they're going to flog the dolphin. Well, yeah, there you go. Oh, All right, you God, think, y'all. I'm not, I'm not done, and I'm going to just say it. Men are, men are definitely emasculated in this movie. Okay, think of this. Think of the symbolism. That's the, that's the approach I'm taking. Like, you guys already talked about the characterization. There's nothing I can really cover in that, but the symbolization of it is this. Maui needs a big bone to do anything. <laughs> we still that is awesome. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that's what no, I'm trying. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Right. How do we know he doesn't already have one? Once Maui's bone Bro, is broken, crack away from never working again. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And the female gives him a bone again. And the female has to fix his bone again. And after <laughs> the women fixed him, the women fixed him, it still goes to what you're saying. It's just the symbolism of it if you think about it. See? All right. Maui has the big bone. Everybody <laughs> takes the bone from Maui. Once he fights to get it back, actually, he doesn't even get the bone back. And he really Moana has-, has to trick the crab so... More, you know, Maui could get his bone back. And then when he gets his Dude, bone back, he's got <laughs> trouble using his that's bone for a little while. Huh? Yeah, when he gets his bone back, he has, trouble, he has trouble using his bone. <laughs> See, now we, now we <laughs> all the trade. trade. Thank uh, you. Me, Amy, and Eli are right here. Come on with us, Andy. Okay, oh, here's, oh, here's, 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 here's the no, last one. You're right. That is a friggin' meta. Dude, you Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the symbolism. You nailed it. I tell you, awesome. And then, okay, and then think about this, right? <laughs> Maui can't even get love right. Okay, uh-huh. here's the island. He, what you say? He took the heart from. So the island, every time he sees Maui, it wants to kill him. Uh-huh. Now, speaking as a guy that has been married before, <laughs> I do know what that's like for a woman who wants to a kill you. Crotch wants to kill him, Wants right? to kill you. No matter what he does, doesn't work, right? It takes Moana to go ahead 
get the heart, and she's like, hey, water, open up so another woman can come to me so I can give her love because this man can't do it. And then the, the volcano runs. It runs to her, and she's like, here you go. And then it turns into Moana, basically, the, right? The, big grassy uh, yeah, Moana. A big yeah. grassy Moana. And then Moana now is all Moana, grassy hill Moana, whatever. Grassy hill Moana. <laughs> yeah. The grassy knoll. Grassy knoll Moana. Moana. She comes grassy back. Nolana. She comes back and she basically like, hey, thank you, Moana. You fixed everything. Oh, by the way, Maui, here's your bone back. <laughs> Get it's, out. It's to feed. She gives him his manhood back. Thank it's you. Feedy, You're yeah. right. She gives him his manhood back. Yeah. And, mean, and he's guys, like, come guys. on. He's like, and he's like, hey, wait. You know, wait. And she's like, Moana's like, shut up. She just gave you your bow back. And he's like, he holds it up. He's like, thank you for the honor of giving me my manhood back. Dude, you're a genius. E- e- Eli, you're right. Eli, I-, I went from being like kind of so-so on parts of this movie, and-, and I apologize to whoever has to edit this, but, but now I, I f- hate me. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right, speak now, to it, Andy. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, now, now I'm I hate done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, That's so, it. Elaborate. Why did you hate this movie now? You know, it, it, that that whole point just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> Thank bit. you. Thank you. I did not catch that sort of symbolism no, at all. And now, now, now he says it, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's completely right. <laughs> we did not plan that either. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah. wow. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, beyond all that craziness, <laughs> it, it, it is something that it's this trope that Disney's kind of falling on in a way, because there's a lot of movies where that happens. I love Wreck-It Ralph, but I can't uh-huh. deny that that's definitely present there. And yes. especially in that movie, there's not a whole lot of redeeming of Ralph that he does to Vanellope, right? He doesn't right. make her better really at all. Not at all. So she's kind of great from the beginning, and exactly. she sort of redeems him, you know, as opposed to Zootopia, where the two characters sort of redeem one another, where they mm-hmm. both have these horrible worldviews, and they both kind of figure out, hey, we're both kind of racist. Let's not do that anymore. <laughs> Everyone's a little bit racist. Yeah, it happens. Everyone's a little bit racist. Let's talk, go back to the <laughs> zoo. True. Hey. But, you know, there's, there's not... It, it, that one's tough, because in, this is sort of the same one, because what does he really redeem in Moana? She Nothing. sort of brings him down to Earth, and she sort of you know, makes him better and I guess, you know, deifies him and makes him to where he's like, hey, I'm a bird. I'm going to fly around. You know? <laughs> Help the people out. Yeah. He teaches at a sale. And he does. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if her dad would have gotten up off his ass, <laughs> yeah, he could have taught her how to sail too. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. So, You're right. I, I mean, <laughs> that that just raised a whole new problem with the movie for me that there, that it's just one big boner analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Just the old dudes, they made I, it. I, I mean, originally my problem with it was is like, you know, their relationship doesn't make sense. You know, why did he come back? You know, she was doing just fine. And then all of a sudden he shows back up. It's like, where did he come from? All right, Kevin, you got to go next. <laughs> all right. And then Lee as having sons and daughters. Then you go. Okay, Kevin, you've got three daughters. I do. Okay, three <laughs> daughters, Kevin. What do you so think? So repo- uh, uh, repose the question to me because, you know. The question is this. The question is. What am I answering here? What you're answering here is, is that is Moana a little bit sexist? Looking at the Moana movie and then and a lot of the movies that Disney Animation has done in the past. Pretty much everyone except Big Hero 6. Pretty much everyone big, yeah. uh, except, yes. Thank you. Because hmm. it like technically like you know is let, let's say less empowering for your son. Maybe it teaches the wrong message about 
self-worth and, you know, finding purpose yes. and things like that, I guess. Bones. So, <laughs> crooked bones, too, if you think about it. I'm just, I ain't want to throw that at you either, but. Now, so, Eli's son, you know, <laughs> all you got to do to get a bone. <laughs> crooked bones, yeah. <laughs> so, is, um, let's see. Do we allow the movies to teach our kids? Whether we allow them or not, they do. You know, are, are they are the kids thinking about that? Do they yes. give two inklings of that? Are, every, are, they, are they picking out those details as we're picking them? Are they going that deep? That's what I want to know. I think that it reinforces beliefs that your child has within it. So if you see something to where you're... So the child has it within it. It's, it's born within itself to have those thinking, and it's just, it's just reinforcing what they have in their head already? I think there's a sense in a child to be able to go ahead and identify with... A child uh, has to connect. Yes. Uh, thank you. You have to connect and you connect to that which you know. Girls side with girls, boys side with boys. And if you see a movie where the boys are wrong and the girls are right, it does reinforce the sense that maybe you don't know everything. I mean, in, th- in this particular case, I'm not arguing against your points. I mean, based upon what you said, it does definitely seem like that. Do I, I mean, do I, uh, do I think my child would read into that as much? Probably not. No, it may influence them, yes, but I hope to, uh, you know, number one, I hope that they, I raise them to be good kids. Number two, I hope I raise them to critically think things through eventually. I'm not saying that your kid would critically think into it. Well, not age. right now, but yeah. I hopefully, if they see it in the future. And to be fair, I really don't think about uh, I don't think about this stuff on this deep of a level <laughs> regarding no. Disney movies. So I see it purely as entertainment. But it is interesting to find, kind of fun to talk but- about. Do you necessarily look at this message and not see that there is a overwhelming effort to maybe self-correct a message that has been put out for the longest time that girls need a prince to save them? I think you're seeing the opposite. I think the pendulum is swung back the other way and that men are being taught you need a princess to save you. Well, in... And, you know, I'm always about yin and yang. So in the big picture of things, if that, uh, that was the case, then sure, absolutely. I could see this as Disney balancing out what they've done before. Because mm-hmm. there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance in the force. Or, or it has to be <laughs> politically correct, and you have to go ahead and maintain a, a good social awareness. Because being a male chauvinist is not very popular in today's society. Or unless you want to be president. <laughs> 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 wow, here comes Lee Lost. There they go. There's guy. Lee from last Grab show. him by the Maui. Yeah. Out the gate. <laughs> Grab him by the Maui. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Time out. Because we all yeah. should take a step backwards. Because I have a girl. Eli has a girl. Kevin has three girls. Andy and Amy, y'all are waiting y'all first child. Not currently, but zero. in the in the future. We have a male cat. We have <laughs> He gives zero shits about any of this. <laughs> zero shit. We have an individual on the line that has a unique perspective of having both a male and female child, Mr. Lee Lostavica. Lee, I'm anxious well, to hear your that, thoughts. Not only that, but older children, too. They're both teenagers, so... Okay. Um, they're, more, they're less of a blank slate than mine are. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they've yes. already you know, been influenced for that. Um, so let's say that Danny's right, that, um, you know, that... Not necessarily Disney, but society is trying to teach that men are idiots and that women are the only reason that men are not setting themselves on fire every day. 
Um, so let's say let's say that this theory is true. Is it necessarily a bad thing? Uh, you know, think about all the stupid crap that men do, uh, the wars and the uh, profiteering, and you know all this stuff um, that maybe women are not prone to do. Uh, you know, is it necessarily? Look at maybe yourself even and think about what an idiot you were before you met your wife and um, the stupid crap you used to do. Um, so is it necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. I'm not saying it is or isn't. Uh, well, yeah, I, none of us are. I think you're arguing a point that none of us are making. Yeah, I'm not saying that men don't need women and that women don't need men. We're not saying that. We're saying is Disney going out of its way to self-correct, to, to make right on a message that they've maybe incorrectly delivered for a few years now? Sure. Are they doing it? Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. Um, is it necessarily a bad thing? No. Okay. And, um, I, I, and you know, that's that the way answer. I would look at it. You know, I, I think just from the broader view, I'd like to see them get away from this kind of two main character trope that they're kind of going with. I'd like to see them break off from that, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm interested in a movie that's in the vein of Hercules, sort of the adventures of Maui, mm-hmm. sort of going around like with his sort of exploits, him raising islands, him going and finding treasures, his face-off with other deities maybe, Th- those kind of things. I'd be interested in seeing that, just sort of a good old-fashioned, you know, sort of like Hercules, you know, let's watch this dude do these feats, let's watch him take out this Hydra, let's watch him fight the Titans, mm-hmm. yeah, those kind of things. I- I'd like to see maybe that direction with it. I think with this movie, the partner thing felt way too forced at the end because I don't feel like they had a natural relationship and I don't understand why he came back. I, I agree. What, what made him come back? Hey, can I say one thing Go about the, uh, the feminism and the taking your son to a movie before we get off of that completely? Yeah. Okay. So after listening to the discussion we have, which I believe has been a very fruitful one, it's been very deep. I think so. I think we've got some good theories working here. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. theories. They need, you know, they need work and time and perspective. I'd love to hear the feedback on that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had a son, I don't think I would have a problem taking him to see this movie Mm -hmm. for a few reasons. I do think that movies can influence children. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, you know, there's no... No substitute for parenting. Absolutely no substitute for parenting. If you parent the right way, they're going to see the messages and they're going to hear the ones that you try to put in front of them before those presented by entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good for kids to think critically. Um, So if I had a son, I'd take him to see this movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, absolutely. But these relationships, they do do exist. You know, those relationships where, and you don't have to make it male and female specific, though you can because those relationships really do exist where one person. That's what they lean heavily on. Yeah, feeds another, one person stabilizes another, both of you lifting each other up to, to, you know, both reach your potential. That relationship exists, and especially the one between a man and a woman. I mean, that's propelled history forward for hundreds of years. And by the way, there is nothing wrong with the message that men need women and women need men and vice versa. So long as it is not the only message that you receive from this movie and so long as you try to frame it from a a more gender neutral way. And if that person that lifts you up is a woman and you're a dude, Mm -hmm. there's there's nothing bad that can come of that unless you fixate. So as long as a son of mine comes away from this movie and doesn't have the understanding that, you know... 
I'm I, just going to find a woman. I'm yeah. just going to find a woman, <laughs> and she's going to help me become the person I'm supposed to be. Right. I'm cool with it. Exactly. I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely reach out to us and let us know what you think about our discussion thus far at show at magicrway.com. To learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. Call or send us a text. Yes, I did say text. It's at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND. 669-4226. And you can also send us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on our homepage. And we got a couple of guys that do things outside of the Magic Hour universe. We first we have Eli who does things with comic books, as you heard me at the beginning say. So Eli, tell them about what you got going on, sir. What do you like to do with comic books? I like to create them and write them and draw them all the time and sell them. I do love to sell them. I absolutely do. Uh, you can find me on www.ivorycomics.com. There you will find some projects such as Project Geisha, Savage's Comic Book. The trailer that I just put out there, I try to update this thing because I know I'm on here all the time and people are like, hey, where's the new hotness at? Well, the new hotness, right there. Okay? So feel free, go ahead, check out the website. You can also, you know, send me a message on there if you want to go ahead and say, hey, look, I want to buy your books, but I want to talk to you. You don't see what do you do when you're not making awesome comic books? Then. I would tell you to go to Facebook.com and you can always be my friend at Eli H. Ivory. If you want to check out the Project Geisha page on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com, Project Geisha. I could also be found on Instagram, eivory 504 Twitter, Hancock10166. And I uh, appreciate the support, guys. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a vacation to see the walk around Moana, you can definitely contact Lee of Magic Moments Vacations. Lee, how can they do that, sir? Uh, give me a call at 413-DIZ-TRIP. That's 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P, 413-349-8747. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. As always, be sure to check out the Facebook page. Got lots of cool posts every day, different little stuff, Disney memes, all kinds of fun stuff like that, different news articles, etc. At uh, facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Awesome, man. We want to definitely thank our special guest, Andy and Amy. Thank you guys for coming back on our show. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much and looking forward to next time. Definitely. And, Rogue and One, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you, just out of curiosity, do you want the listeners following you anywhere or you, do, you, you want to stay in, uh, anonymous? I'm not on social media. That works. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's not on. Don't follow Andy because you're not going to find him. No, he no. doesn't like stalkers. I'm off the grid, baby. Off the grid. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to keep up with that. So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. So look, you can't get in touch with them, but that's all right. We but you can find them right here. You can find them right there here on the Magic Always R.A. Welcome. podcast. You, you can go. look for yes. several episodes of that. MagicR.com is where you can find us. Guys, you can support the Magic R.A. show as a whole by clicking our affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can represent the Mawekin Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And lastly, the best way you can support us is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And of course, guys, we thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. 
We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Mawikans, ladies and gentlemen, we say kipahua mai, which means come visit again. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. Have a Disney day. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italians. You know what song What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the navigator. Oh wow. Hey, but do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh huh. You know, it, it, it's it, what's good about it. Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh wow! You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of. Hi. Give me Bare Necessities. <laughs> Go on now. Get him. Get up again. Oh yeah. You know? Hot tub. What you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you. Every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 